0: Hi, my name's Lou, and today I'm going to be reading the internet for you. Why? Well, why not? And today's what is a delightful forum. As we all know, they are all delightful forums. But this delightful forum deals with magic and people who believe in magic and spirits and things of that nature. And it is called Witch Forum. Wait. Which forum were you talking about? Exactly. Which forum? Well, I'm asking you. Which forum? I'm telling you. Which forum? Wait a minute. It's a forum on the internet. Right. Which forum? That's what I'm saying. Which forum? Okay. Wait, wait, wait. It's a place on the internet. Yes. Where people go and they talk about magic. Yes. And it's a forum that you go to. Yes. Which forum? Exactly. Oh, I could go forever with that joke. It's so great. (laughs) Anyway, it is a forum by the name of whichforum.net. And um, it is spelled W-I-T-C-H-Z. It was a wordplay game. Anyway. Oh, and before we begin, I want to uh, apologize for my lack of podcasting. I've had a lot of things going on. Um, not that I owe you an apology, I, I'm 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 uh, I'm lowering my status by doing this, but uh, I was a little sick. <laughs> I'm still a little sick, and uh, I'm not. I didn't do that just to like fake it up. I'm not calling you and saying that I can't come to school today because I'm sick. <laughs> I have a really bad cold, but instead, I am sick, and uh, it was also my birthday, so. I was focused more on that thing. Oh, and then there was a leak in my office with an asbestos pipe. So that's always a delight to find out that you have um, broken asbestos pipes above your office. So it's been a a wonderful series of events. And, um, oh, and stick around for the end of the podcast because I'm going to have a generous offer for you people, you delightful listeners of Lou. All right, so let's get right into the first post. Here at the Witch Forum. Now, I will say that it's hard to believe that these people actually believe what they are talking about. Because it's not deviant sex or anything like that, but they actually believe they're doing magic. It's not like the Lucky Mojo Forum where people are making other people eat their period blood and stuff like that, but they actually believe that they are doing battle with demons and things. Anyway. Oh, sigh. Anyway, here we go. And the first post we're going to read is by M. Pampinos20. In the witchforum.net subforum Wicca and Witchcraft subforum, in a thread he or she entitled, How Do I Find My Witch Name? And it goes like this. Hi, I have read about witches and or Wiccans have names. Not our real names, but the name witchcraft name, if you get me. I heard that everyone has one and must seek out and find it. But how am I supposed to do that? And Witch replies, Not everyone must find a quote-unquote witch name, especially when they are first studying. Your use name comes with study and meditation, or if you are traditional Wiccan, when you are initiated. A traditional Wiccan may have several names, their given name, their outer court name used for public events, their inner court name, taken at initiation and known only to those in their coven or at their initiation and the name the gods give them. They may also take other outer court or inner court names after significant events in their lives. Names come to us in different ways. The name I use here has to do with my magical slash musical nature. I use both my given name and my outer court name in my community, and I got it from the name I used as a performer for many years. My other names came to me in ways that I cannot speak of. The truth is that for years, more than 20 in the pagan community, I used nothing but my given name. It suited me, and I saw no reason to change it until there were significant changes to warrant it. And that's the point of my story. The name comes from us and from the gods. You don't, quote-unquote, get them. They come to you. Twilight Wolf replies, Very well said, Harpwitch. Bravo. She is correct. I can't say I have ever made a quote-unquote witch name. I tried when I was young and came up with the stupidest names and some that made no sense at all. Names are just like our totem spirits. They choose us, not the other way around. In fact, a witch can have several names depending on what they do. They may have a coven name, a social name, working, like fortune-telling or healing, and so on. Some keep to just one name. Others don't. In my personal opinion, a name is a self-exploration discovery. Plan and simple. Blessing of exploration. Twilight. Cat Lionheart replies, one method I read of that I used myself is numerology. I read it in a book by Raymond Buckland. First, you find your birth number by adding the number of your birth date, and you keep producing it with adding until you get a single number. For example, June 23rd, 1956 would be 6231956 equals... 6 plus 2 plus 3 plus 1 plus 9 plus 5 plus 6 equals 32. Then you add 3 plus 2 equals 5, and 5 would be your number. Then you choose a name and equate the letters to that number, chart in a minute. Then you do the same thing to the names numbers that you did with your birth number. And if the name you choose matches the numbers for your birth date, that is the name you could choose. Thus, if you choose the name re, it would be 9 plus 5 plus 9 plus 23. Then 2 plus 3 plus 5, in this case, you could have chosen this name as your craft or witch name. Eh, just simple stuff, and not better than any of the other methods already listed here. It's just another way of doing it. And Kitsune replies, you can also find something that feels right for you, like Bloodstone Panther or Falling Waters. My name I use here is a variation of my actual name, or you can call it my inner circle name, and the Kitsune of Japanese lore represents me in a great many ways. Do some research or do a meditation or just wait. Sometimes the name your parents gave you just resonates with you and you won't have a need for another name. And Lupe De Luna replies, Also, maybe you'd like a name that relates to one of your patron deities. My quote-unquote private witch name is actually a variation of one of my goddesses' names. My public one is Tarina Silvermoon. Makes me feel closer to the earth and moon goddess makes me feel closer to the earth and moon goddess that I follow. So maybe think about names that make you think of your gods and try them out. And finally, Neo Dragon replies, Neo Dragon is my witch name. I use dragon energy in my works, and I am a new dragon. That is great advice. (laughs) I don't think anyone can argue that that is not great advice. I am a new dragon. Anyway, moving on. And the next thread will read, is in the whichform.net subforum Paranormal and Supernatural Sightings subforum in a thread entitled, Can Spirits Access the Internet? by Yidisak Ekrip, which is uh, Price Cassidy spelled backwards. Whenever I use my computer, I find that each time I go on there, whenever I'm on my computer, I find that each time I go on there, there are weird usernames that are saved under my Facebook, MySpace, AIM, etc. pages. I know that it is not a friend or family member because I have a password on my computer and I never let anyone else use my computer. Tell me, have you had this same experience? Fatal Perfection replies, I've never had that experience. There's a few possibilities. You could be hacked. That can happen from a computer thousands of miles away if they manage to get your password. And that can happen by computer-generated guesses, if your password is easy to guess. Or by you logging onto an unsecure network. Most home networks are not secure, by the way. My BF, who is a techie, goes around and shows people how unsecure their network is all the time. Unfortunately, most wireless networks come unsecured, meaning anyone can hack into your stuff if they are within range of your wireless network. The other possibility is unlikely, but possible, that you disassociate. That's when someone does things, and for psychological reasons, loses memory of it. You usually don't know you're doing it until someone points it out to you. I do it in the form of feeling unreal and detached. It's complicated. But anyway, just a thought. I wouldn't suspect that unless you know you have other psychiatric issues. I suppose there could be spirits who could access the internet as the third possibility, but it's unlikely you could ever prove something like that. So I'd search out all the other possibilities first, most likely that you have been hacked. Oh, another possibility related to hacking is that you have got some sort of spyware on your computer by something you downloaded like music or videos, and that the spyware can get your passwords so the hacker can mess with your accounts however they please, especially since you say it is multiple sites that this is happening. That is a huge possibility. Basically, spyware watches all the stuff you do on your computer, giving whoever put the spyware with the downloaded material all of your passwords. It's messed up, but true. So, I think there are many more possibilities than just spirits. Yudisak Ikrip replies, Yeah, I'm not really a computer whiz, but you're probably right. I was at first thinking more the lines of spirits that travel through internet connections or something like that. Maybe an element spirit could do that. A thunder element spirit who can mess up electrical devices. Thanks for all the help, Cass. And Breeze replies, You know, I think this is a very good question. If spirits or demons or whatever make their presence known by manipulating or using the power energy we use around us, like so many believe, then it would make sense that a computer could be manipulated as well, right? I'll have to get back to you on the details. I need to do some studying. Great question, though. I hope this thread takes off. It could be very interesting. And for the next thread we'll read, we return to the Wicca and Witchcraft subforum in a thread entitled, So, I Think I've Been Cursed, by Miss Hardy 408 So, there's this girl at school. We are on again, off again, friends. We got into Wicca at the same time, but I actually wanted to take it slow while she just jumped in directly into spell work. Fast forward to now. We have had a fight and I woke up yesterday morning with my face covered in pimples. I am not exaggerating. This has happened many times before, always after we have a fight. I think she has cursed me. She has done manipulative magic before. Love spells. I'm pretty certain this has something to do with her. Am I just looking into it too much, or do I have some solid feelings? Also, what can I do to reverse it? Blessed be, Lady of Winter's replies. Honestly, it might be your own stress. But if you want a protective spell, just use it to quote-unquote send away harmful energy, or... Quote unquote, Let no harmfully intended magic touch me and mine. Never directly say a person's name. The goddess in the universe always know what is going on. We don't. Witch replies, I think you're looking into it too much. Pimples happen, especially when your emotions are high, such as after a fight or when you're nervous. Ground, center, wash your face and use whatever anti-acne materials you prefer. And smile. Citrine Imex replies, yes, some good advice here. I would say rather than having a knee-jerk reaction such as, it's a curse, I would consider the situation on a bioenergetical level. Maybe her energy stirs up something deep in you that pushes itself to the fore and manifests itself physically. The fight with your friend could be helping your body deal with some deep-seated emotions that have stored themselves as toxin in the body. The worst curse of all is the one in which you think you may have been cursed but in fact have not been. Take the more positive route and look at your pimples as a much-needed cleanse. Retarded. And now we move back to the Paranormal and Supernatural Sightings subform in a new thread written by M. Pampinos, again, titled, Is Ouija Board a safe way to communicate ghosts? Hi, I want to communicate with ghosts, but I don't want to risk it. <laughs> okay, then, okay. Hi, I want to communicate with ghosts, but I don't want to risk it. I have read that Ouija board can be tricky and risky things. What's your thought? Any other ways to communicate with ghosts? And Verdrind replies, I would strongly say no to Ouija boards. They usually have a trapped spirit in them. If it was from a higher realm of existence, then it would probably be pissed. If it was from a low realm, then it was not meant to be here to start and will probably still wreak havoc. Varia V replies, Okay, no offense, we have so many threads on this topic. Use the search engine, you will find opinions on the subject. As for spirits being trapped in a Ouija board, that is by far one of the most ridiculous things I have ever heard. No offense, of course. As for using the Ouija, I wouldn't use any divination tools without first studying up and then practicing. Do you just open up a tarot deck and begin reading without doing the homework? Do you know what each card means? What spreads are the easiest to begin with? Get where I am heading with this. Knowledge is power. Also, with any magical work, meditation and clearing of the mind is key. There are precautions to take with any ritual or spell that goes with contacting spirits as well. I would really take the time to look over all the threads written. Not all that is said about the Ouija is negative. Not all experiences are bad. In fact, I've had rather pleasant ones. Rin Fox replies, Personally, I don't like them. You can get yourself into quite a mess if things go wrong. However, if you wish to have a go, my advice is to fully protect yourself, as you normally would when dealing with spirits. For some people, though, they work and it's all good. Just be careful. Ojin replies, this form of quote, unquote, communication is not quote, unquote, safe, and even with the best shielding you will still get idiots from the spirit world to have a quote, unquote, innocent mind or to be quote, unquote, open like a child. This is the absolute worst thing you can do because many entities will see this as a weakness that they can use to their advantage, just like in the world of the physically living. Of course, I am quite biased because I had some very unpleasant experiences with these things, though I am not going to say all the experiences are bad, but then again, just because you have a good experience also will not indicate that all experiences will be good, pleasant, or beneficial. I have said it before and I will say it again. There is a fantasy notion that if a person, not in the physical, was a real jerk, abused energy vindictive etc that when they die their spirits will emerge and they are like angels who instantly see the errors of their ways and then they become nice and pretty lights this almost never happens if they were miserable in life they will continue with their self-imposed misery until they realize willingly that they no longer need to carry this on and need to learn to release that pain unfortunately many will take out their pain on the nearest person and ouija boards are like a big neon sign saying here i am let me have it seriously though This particular tool is not to be taken lightly. In the last response I'll read here, Wicked replies... I think a lot of people overestimate the Ouija or quote unquote talking boards because of some of the ridiculous stories people come up with about them and have now become invitations for evil spirits in the eye of the public. As with any tool that attempts to contact the dead, there is an element of risk, but you just have to be prepared and be careful. Of course, some people think it's cool to be quote unquote brave and use them anyways with no protection or foreplanning of any kind. And more often than not, these people get bitch slapped by the other side for their stupidity hence perpetuating the stories which get exaggerated and blowed out of proportion and help create the grisly image the Ouija is associated with. When you know what you're doing and are prepared, I think the Ouija can be a useful and safe tool. If you are thinking of using one, then my personal advice would be to CCE it, which stands for Cleanse, Consecrate, and Empower, Pray for Protection and Accuracy to Deity, Cast Circle, and Call Quarters, possibly even Elementals, and then just use it. Take special care to make sure the spirit is banished after the session is finished. Take down the circle and quarters, and see and see it. Cleanse and consecrate it again. That should be more than enough protection. You may wish to call the spirit up inside the circle whilst wearing an amulet of protection, allowing it to communicate with you but not possess nor harm you. Neither would it be able to leave the circle until you banish it. If you really want to cover all angles, you may want to do a spell to ensure your safety in the session beforehand. I would think that would be more than prudent enough to allow for use of the Ouija board. Besides, you don't always attract a malevolent spirit. I think it could be possible for a spirit to be trapped inside the Ouija, but I doubt it's common at all. But that's in my advice anyway. Take it or leave it. Oh, and P.S. Don't use it after midnight. I harbor the belief that any divination tool, such as the crystal ball or pendulum, will reveal and attract darker forces at and after midnight. It'll keep you calm as well. Always good when performing magic. This is dumb. All right. And the next thread we'll read is in the witchesform.net subforum, Clairvoyance, Psychicism, and Dreams. In a thread started by Loop de Lune, entitled, Did I Experience a Psychic Attack? Last night when I was sleeping, I don't know if I was on the verge of waking up, but I felt rather conscious. I felt a pressure right in the center of my forehead. Now, it didn't feel like a sinus headache or anything of that sort. It felt like someone had taken their fingers and gently pressed on my forehead. Curious, I let the pressure in. Then I felt this strange sensation, like something thicker than water, ink maybe, was leaking into my skull from that point in the center of my forehead. Then, once it felt like this ink had filled my skull, I couldn't think. Then I began to feel like something was searching through me, like something was digging inside me for information. Along with that feeling, I felt a pang in my head, like someone was stabbing my head with a knife. I was panicking, and I tried to become more oriented and willed the ink force out of my head. I felt it drain out of my forehead, and immediately I put up my shield. Then I got out of bed and did a protection spell around my bed before I tried to go back to sleep. I've never felt anything like this in my life. I have no serious medical conditions, nor do I have reason to think that this was one, since once I willed it out of me, it was gone. When it leaked into my head, it felt like someone had taken me to the middle of a baseball field in front of the entire crowd and stripped me of my clothes and made me feel weak and vulnerable. I've never felt that way before. It was scary, and I was really shaken up. Was this a psychic attack or something else? Please help me. And Nyad Lily replies, I have to say, that is interesting. In my opinion, it was a psychic attack. But like I said, it is only an opinion. You did well, but forcing it out and putting up your shields. Also, you did a good thing by doing a protection spell. That would do well to ward off future incidents. Blessings. Vakur Barin writes, There are always nightly blessings one could do as well. I have several night slash dream spells I cast on my little paganette. I also believe this sounded to be a psychic attack if I ever heard one. Know any negative spell casters with a grudge? Maybe some unpracticed youth who feels you wronged him slash her? Lenati replies, Coming from, unfortunately, a lot of past experience, what you described is a typical psychic attack. It was not a strong one, as evidenced by the fact that you had let it in, and you could easily force it back out. But someone's attacking you nonetheless. If you feel up to it, next time you feel the pressure, you can actually trace it back to whomever is attacking you. Loop De Loom replies, Well, a friend of mine who grew up with a wicked mother is the only person I know well enough and who has enough experience to send off a psychic attack. I remember getting a warning from a medium from my late cousin about my friend, basically sending me a warning about him. Also, the last time I saw him, he was really jealous of me, saying I led the life he's always wanted. Also, regarding to Linati, how would I trace the attack back to the person? Please PM me and explain. Vakubarian writes, Well, since it's someone you knew, you must be somewhat familiar with his energy. I'm sure Linati will suggest something along that line, especially if his energy is resonating strong, hostile emotions against you. She might even mention something. That suggest an invocation of fire, fire passions, and the color red or black. Black does have the quality of absorbing negative energies. But if you want to reflect them instead, white is a good color as it does just that. And Witchy Witch adds, it could have been a negative entity. You did right in putting a shield around you. It could have also been stress and fatigue. In this case, you ought to take care of yourself better. Or it could have been a psychic attack. In which case, you ought to send a lot of love to the person responsible for it. Oh, my goodness. Loop de Lune replies again. It happened again last night, but this time there was nothing, just prodding at my head. I woke up and it felt like someone had poured acid into my skull. I had the same feeling I did when it first happened. The inability to think. The violated feeling. The feeling that something was probing my mind and thoughts. I fended it off again, but it was a lot stronger and the after effects were different. I was mentally exhausted and confused. Fakur Barin, I'm familiar with his energy. That's why I think it was him. I get the same foreboding feeling I get when he becomes angry or spiteful. I've always enjoyed fire and invoking it. And even his astrological sign is a fire element. I tend to put up the barrier around my bed with the elements protecting me but I did place a spell on my windows and doors last night when I woke up with a black and purple pentacle, black for negating negativity and purple for psychic energies. Lenati, thank you so much. I think I understand what you're saying. Witchy witch, I know it's not stress or fatigue. I meditate daily to help calm my stress and whatever negative emotion I felt during the day and I go to bed fairly early. It could have been a negative entity, but it feels much more like someone who knows me rather than an unknown entity. Lady of Winters replies, Sounds like the first was a recon missile. See if I can do it kind of thing. If they persist again tonight, I think it's time to bring out the big guns. Protection and Karma spell. And Winters tries to be a party pooper. With his post in this thread, it sounds more like to me to be a night terror or the beginnings of sleep paralysis. While disturbing, neither of these is overtly harmful. Have you had a physical recently or a CBC panel? Best to rule out the normal before assuming the paranormal. Winter. And that thread is getting too scary. I had to, I'm had i moving on to the next thread, which is in the same subform, the clairvoyance, Psychicism and Dream subform, in a new thread by Zadurid, entitled, Dreaming of Memories I've Never Had. Sometimes I dream about memories I've never experienced before. I don't have these dreams often, but whenever I've had them, the memories are very traumatic. My dreams so far have followed the same quote-unquote pattern, if that's the right word for it. Each dream has taken place in the present day, and throughout the dreams I've recalled a traumatic, life-changing event that I seem to have forgotten. In one, I was remembered be- being raped by my quote-unquote father, not my real father. I didn't even know who he was. Only that I identified him as quote-unquote father. In a more recent dream, I was remembering being attacked, threatened, and almost killed by a woman. She kept punching me and scratching me in the back of my head, screaming bitch at me. I've had more, but I don't remember them. In the dreams, I feel like a person who has been deeply traumatized. And the events I'm recalling seem incredibly familiar. Also, I'm always thinking, how could I have forgotten that? They may not mean anything, but I figured it wouldn't hurt to ask. The emotions I get from them are too powerful to ignore. Thanks. BB. Lady of Winters replies, From that standpoint, it could just be your inner fears coming out, or you're experiencing something from outside yourself. I don't know. Just throwing out ideas. Niora replies, Only because I've experienced seeing other people's Akashic records, I would say to you to look into the possibilities that you could be seeing into another person's mind or thoughts. Lady of Winters adds, Experiencing something from another person's memory would be a bit scary, not to mention a terrible ordeal for that person. I suppose it could be from a spirit if you're going to go that far. And Amichelle replies, A tarot reader I know believes that those really realistic, powerful dreams, like that, are memories from past lives. She says that if you're still remembering them, then it means the events are still affecting you and you need to accept them as having happened in the past and move on or deal with the emotions they evoke in you. Not sure how you'd do that, or if she's right or anything. But I thought of her theory while I was reading your post. It was all very helpful posts. What a what a great community this is! And to wrap this one up, I'll read a thread entitled "I See Pentagrams" by a forum user named Neo Dragon, in the in the Wicca and Witchcraft subforum subforum sub subforum Wicca specific, and it goes like this. I moved to a small Texas town and was taken aback by the use of a pentagram on a building and homes everywhere. I'm intrigued by it and hope you guys might help me understand what it means in Texas. Is Texas founded by pagans? What is going on here? Lady of Winter's replies, the pentagram is used for a lot of police and sheriff badges. I'm not sure about architecture though. Winter replies, it's not a pentacle or pentagram. It's the Lone Star of Texas. Texas is called the Lone Star State and has a single star as its official symbol. You'll find it on all private homes, public buildings and even worked into the decorative concrete on bridges and overpasses. Nothing pagan about it, just excessive state pride. BTW, welcome to our own little slice of Hades from another transplant to Texas desperately wanting out. Winter, Cleaner Ads this is what I was able to bring up in a search about the five-pointed star of the Texas state flag. I hope it helps to clear up any confusion for you. In quote-unquote The Lone Star Flag of Texas, an article which appeared in the September 1948 issue of Frontier Times, author Adina de Zavala suggests a meaning for each point of the star. According to the article, the five points of the star represent the characteristics of a good citizen, which are fortitude, loyalty, righteousness, prudence, and broad-mindedness. Dacon replies: The Lone Star State of Texas refers to the period between its declaration of independence from Mexico in 1836 and its induction into statehood in 1845. The short-lived Republic of Texas is still a source of considerable pride and figures heavily into the mythology of the state. Less talked about is the origin of the Texas/Mexico conflict. Texan slaves. Slavery was illegal in Mexico, a fact the American settlers tended to ignore. This was also one of the reasons for the delay in achieving statehood, the reluctance of the northern states to allow another slave state into the Union. Well, that is quite a peppy way to end. What a way to go out. Out like a sucker. And that's what I think of these people. Which, believers, but maybe... One of them knows that I'm doing this podcast and has cursed me with his ridiculous gold I've had for over a week now. Anyway, if so, I'm projecting love to you. I want to thank you for listening all the way through to here to the end of the Lou Reed's podcast of the witchforum.net forums. Um, I'm going to be trying to pick up the pace with doing more podcasts because I've just been slacking, I, I guess, if you call being sick slacking, but... Maybe in certain places they do. Anyway, I don't know if you recall, about 20, 30 minutes ago, I mentioned I was doing some sort of a giveaway to the fans of the podcast. So if you've listened this far and you want a dumb gift from me in the form of a magnet... Did I say it was dumb? I'm This little switcheroo I pulled on you. It's not dumb. It's something that can be used to hold notes to your refrigerator. It is a magnet that says, Lou Reads the Internet for You. And I will post a picture of it on the uh, podcast blog uh, for everyone to see because I think it's kind of funny. And that way you can show your Lou Reads pride just by holding up your grocery list that you shouldn't even really need to write down milk and butter and those things. Those are things you need. I understand. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get upset. So how do you get this magnet? Well, I'm going to give the first 10 people to email me or post a comment on the Facebook fan page. So I'll contact you and get your address and I will send you a magnet. Maybe some other crap that I have lying around my desk. You never know. I've, I see that. I see some tums, old metro cards, all kinds of stuff. Oh my god! I'm sure the first ten people who listen to this podcast have already jumped on their computers and gone crazy typing their names and addresses and sending them to me. Oh, by the way, the email address is luereeds at gmail dot com, same as the name of the website and the podcast. Yeah. So that's about it. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Keep. uh Banning the Facebook and voting the iTunes and, you know, living your life to be the best person you can. That's all I ask. That's all I really ask of you besides all the other things that I asked. Oh, and also project your love at me because I've got this damn upper respiratory cold that will not go away. So, and it's warm out. I want to go outside. (sighs) Anyway, thanks so very much for listening to Lou Reads. My name is Lou. This has been Lou Reads the Internet for you. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.